You've just invested in yourself by tuning into the Inner You podcast, recording from our studio here in Cornwall, New York, with your hosts, Lynette and Hoy. If you're someone who is seeking creative inspiration from everyday people around you, in a few moments, we'll tap into the minds of artists of all types. From your local wedding photographer, to mural painters, to your aunt who likes to crochet. Have you ever wondered what led a creator to work in that specific field? Let's Let's find find out. out. So sit down, relax, or don't, just just enjoy. enjoy. Welcome in, everybody. It's episode number seven of the Inner You podcast with your host, Juan Valenzuela. And Lynette Valenzuela. Uh, our, the duo of duos, my partner in crime. We're ready to go. Episode number seven. And today we have our, our lovely guest. We have Jonathan Dunaway with us today. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Doing great. Good yeah. You. It's good to have you, bro. It's good to be here. I'm excited. But before we get going, we got uh, to remind those who are listening to send us a text or leave us a voicemail at, what's the number, baby girl? The number is 845-293-0455. Sweet. So if you're, you know, if you want some shout outs or you want to be part of the show, shoot us a text, a voice message, and we might include it into the next recording. So anyway, let's get started. Why do we have our friend here, Jonathan Dunaway with us? Well, first and foremost, he's a good friend of ours and We've known not, this is fairly new to us as a couple, but uh, we've found that Jonathan's interested in in, in a a passion that I personally enjoy myself. And what is that, Jonathan? What are you into? Um, Sampling production. Nicely. Sampling production. So what does that exactly mean? Yeah. Well, you basically take an old song, uh, take pieces of it that you think would make a nice melody and then add your own drums to it uh, and make make whatever song you want to. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. And, and essentially what he's, he's, you know, laying it down in, in like lesser words, it's, it's lo-fi almost, right? That, that's like the, the yeah. genre. It, yeah. A lot of lo-fi involved with it. So you can change how it sounds, make it more upbeat, make it more slower. I like it. I like it. So why, why, how did you even get into this? Again, cause we vibe with it. We like the coffee shop vibe, the lo-fis. We like that type of music, but how did you go from just listening to it to now producing it yourself? Well, it's, it's interesting because I love music and uh, I've taken a lot of like different lessons in music, starting with violin, piano, saxophone and stuff. And I haven't practiced them at all and I've forgotten all of them, but, <laughs> but I've, I've like my parents raised me. like, I like music and uh, I didn't really get into this like until maybe a few years ago. Um, I actually was listening to a song fantasy by Mariah Carey and like oh. the song was like, cool. You know, like I started to think like, man, well, this is nice melodies. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and, yeah. And just Googling it. And then I started finding out that, that wasn't like a melody they made. They sampled it by some band. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You can do that. And so then it just got me like interested and I started digging deeper and figuring out like what sampling was and, you know, things like that. Nice. 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 So, so you, you saw the, how the music world does sampling more than you actually know of. Right. Yeah. And, so who influenced you? That was just yourself, or you mentioned your your family as well a little bit. Who was your biggest influence to you know just keep pushing this? Yeah, so like learning more about sampling, like do, doing a lot of reading. Uh, I've found out of two artists, uh, Jay Dilla and Nujabes. Uh, Nujabes, my, my my wrong pronunciation, but yeah, Nujabes and. One's Japanese, one's from Chicago, and they kind of like, if you listen to their, once I started listening to their songs, like, that they would produce, they kind of invented lo-fi, and it's, it's really an art that they perfected. It's really cool. And where are the origins of lo-fi, or what is lo-fi? What, do you know what lo-fi stands for? Well, lo-fi actually stands for low fidelity, okay, and uh, which means low quality, uh, but it has a certain tone to it. Like uh, one thing the artist uh, Jay Dilla would do is when he would sample his songs, he would 
if you know what an equalizer is, like mm-hmm. you can bring out different tones of the song. He would lower the highs on the equalizer. So it would kind of give it a muffled kind of sound, like almost it's like in the background. Oh, wow. And it would emphasize the vocals more. So that was like kind of a unique sound he pioneered. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wow. And, and something that we were looking into about lo-fi that we, we found uh, really interesting because you mentioned lo-fi is like low quality almost that in the beginning of, you know, this, this come up of lo-fi, there is uh, maybe even some hate towards it, you know, because they're using whatever equipment. How do you feel about that? You know, people using whatever they had and making music out of it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because um, I think I, there's a lot of respect because when you read about it, now we have computers and digital software that like we can kind of see on a screen. Yeah. But back then they just had to like go by ear. The, like a machine that he used was called the MPC 3000. It was all like analog. There was no digital screen. He had to find the records and compile a whole list and put them on and listen by ear what he wanted and go through this little machine that today is ancient technology to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he would find what he heard and he liked it. Yeah. And, and what about that? Do you, did you find like inspiring for your, your stuff, the things you make? Like going from again, because now we have we have the tools, right? We're not in that era where maybe they're pushing it because that's all they had. Now we have these tools, but lo-fi kind of puts you. Let me go back. Let me go back to the way they used to make this type of music, or or at least give the impression that it's being recorded this way. Why do you value that that type of genre with like using vinyls and things like that? Yeah, like when I first started, I would just listen to YouTube and stuff. And I would download like those songs, just MP3 files and stuff, mm-hmm. but you can't even re- re- recreate the the sound like that you hear back when they use like old analog equipment and stuff like that. It's got like a more shallow sound to it. Mm-hmm. But like, so once I started using records, you just, it's just a completely different sound. It has like a warmth to it, a full of fullness to it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm curious too, just to know how long you've been doing this because we only found out about this like a couple weeks ago that you produce this type of music. So how long have you actually been doing it? Well, like I can remember I had this software called FL Studio when I was about like 13, I was messing around with it, but I didn't, I don't think I really sampled like, cause you can make other types of music yeah, on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was messing around with it. And then I think like, in my teenage years, like I started figuring out about sampling that you could use FL Studio and different stuff to like chop them, chop them up and everything. And so I kind of did it off and on, but didn't really like do it because I wanted to. I just thought it was neat. Mm-hmm. It was really since the pandemic, like things have like been kind of boring and you can't, <laughs> you can't you're stuck at home and stuff yeah. and i'm like well maybe i'll try you know to get better at it because i do find it really interesting yeah that's pretty cool i love how, how even though you know it's kind of a negative the situation right now with the pandemic but you were able to you know dig dig in the archives and something you were previously interested in and pull it out and then, let me let me get a second second life second try so maybe that for those who are listening to us, maybe there's something that you once did that you enjoyed. Maybe it was painting. Maybe it was producing music, just like Jonathan. And you haven't done it in a long time. Maybe it's a good time to just, you know, maybe try it out. And maybe it can push you to keep pushing your boundaries. So with this lo-fi music, Jonathan, what for you are the three solid characteristics that makes up like this lo-fi type of music? What are these three characters? Because you mentioned melodies and, and what else again? Because you're you're talking to average Joel's and average Lynette's over here. <laughs> yes. You know, what are the three main characteristics? Man, well, it's gotta gotta to me, I mean to everyone, I think it's maybe different, but to me, it's gotta have a nice like melody to it. Like, you know, it gets you it gets you in the groove, like you know, you get, <laughs> yeah, you know, like makes your head bop or something, and it just okay. it's it could be kind of like repetitive, but in a fresh way like okay and uh so that's one uh two i would say it's got to have like that 
vinyl sound. Like it's got to have the crackles and the pops in it. And, and, uh, maybe like what he did with the equalizer, like kind of soft in the high notes. That way it just has a softer, more muddled tone. Mm -hmm. And then three is the drums. Um, the drums got to be human. And it's, human. yeah, I find, I find that one because like, I didn't know there was other versions of drums. <laughs> so yeah, in a lot of software, there's something called quantization. Oh wow! And okay. yeah, basically, when you hit the notes, uh, it snaps it like a magnet to the bars. That way, it's perfect. You know, it's like yeah, it's very know. like boom, boom, clap, boom, boom, clap. But like what Vidilla and uh, Nujabes did, they turn that off they turn that feature off and they would just put it in themselves and so it was very loose the drums were very loose they okay. sounded natural okay. and it just got a a much more like relaxed vibe much more human much more human i get yeah. it i get it perfect i get it yeah like yeah. a sense of uh yeah imperfection in, into the music yeah that adds life to it hmm. like i did not did not know any of that stuff wow <laughs> <laughs> and um Jonathan, when you were working on this, you know, uh, working on different types of, you know, uh, are they called beats? Is it songs? What's the right word? Because I, I want to use the wrong terminology through this. I mean, you could call them beats. You could call them songs. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, no, there's no wrong answer. I'll say beats just so I can keep that in my head. So when you when you're producing these beats, what exactly? Because, uh, you know, everyone out there today, we actually went with Jonathan to a vinyl store. I mean, it's not specifically vinyl. It was a uh, was it called vintage store, right? What was it? Called? What was that store called? It was a vintage emporium. Yeah. Vintage emporium in Newburgh. Shout out to them. Sponsor us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But we went. Uh, we wanted to see, like you know, like um, if you you know, for those who are watching our YouTube version, you'll be able to see that you know he he brought all his like equipment. He's actually gonna for our express yourself segment. He, he's gonna show us a little bit what he does and then and share a little clip of, of, of some of his music production. Anyway, so we saw him searching for vinyls, and I already know this answer, but for those who are listening, this is really interesting. So what? how do you go about creating a new song, a new beat? Like, what is your way of going at it? Sometimes it's trial and error, because, like, I, I like to think about how they did it back. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have like Spotify or anything to see if a record was going to be nice or something. They like the artists, they would just be, they would just have to compile a list. So I've got maybe like 10, 12 records right now, but I just have to listen and be like, is this a sound that I think could like fit in with a drum pattern or something like that? Uh, a lot of time, jazz is a gold mine. Like you can find a bunch of different, but then like uh, even different country music, like uh, from Japan or or I'm trying to get better and like broaden my horizons and and try different sounds. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned something today that I have, again something I wouldn't do, but something I feel like Lynette appreciate even more because it challenges your skills because. You're right. We do have Spotify. We have YouTube. So before buying a record, because you want to pull that original sound from the vinyl out, um, I was like out there because we're looking at records. I'm like looking up who's this artist and let me see the song because you know these are artists that either have lot you know have passed away or they're so small they only release like one, one album and that's all they got. Um, so I was like trying to search them and then uh, Jonathan. And, was like, what are you doing? Don't look for you know, it's that's that's the fun of it. So yeah, it like spoils that. it, yeah. <laughs> well, because sometimes it's like opening a gift or something. You don't know what you're gonna get. Like it could be something really cool uh-huh. or a dud. Like and, <laughs> and that's happened to me because I got this one album. I went to like a bookstore in uh in New Paltz and they had like some records and there was this cool one. It looked cool on the cover. It was like a subway train. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in New York. This could be like some sort of symbolism or something. And <laughs> it was like electro. It said it was like electro something music. I put it on and it was like, sounded like caveman disco- first discovered <laughs> caveman first discovered computer and was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I could not make anything out of that. I was just like, well, oh, that's, you know, it was only like five bucks. So <laughs> that's true. So uh, wh- what is it that you love the most about doing this? Like, uh, and Lynette described it as Russian roulette. 
Like, what do you appreciate about doing it that way? To, to me, it's like, I, I think it's a lot of about discovery. Mm-hmm. Like, you're discovering artists that, you know, are years old. In a way, it's like paying service to them, like or like no, noticing them, you know, because mm-hmm. at one time they could have been popular, and when, and now nobody knows them, mm-hmm. and so you hear these songs, and it's not just about like turning into something new. But when I'm listening to these records, I'm like, man, this is actually a really nice song, and mm-hmm. something I never would have found before if I wasn't just guessing or if judging a book by its cover, even though that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when you look at a record, you're, you're you're essentially judging the book by its cover, but you're trying to see what, what it looks like, the name of the songs, maybe yeah. the and then genre, the yeah. genre, and then choosing. Okay, so let's say let's walk it through with our listeners. You got a, you went to a record store, you bought yourself, you know, vinyl. What is that record? Is that what's the vinyl? Yeah, vinyl. Um, what's your next step? Like, how do you go from point A to point Z of finishing a product? So once I get the vinyl, I put it on my a little record player here and it's got like a usb plug-in into my laptop uh i have a software called mpc beats it came with free software with this uh akai mpk mini that i bought and uh so it it uploads it into there I, i can sample it i can pitch it up i can pitch it down I can, uh, you know, reverse the sample if I wanted to. Sometimes they can reverse it and it creates a whole new sound. Uh, then I can slice it, you know, chop it to these pads. And then, you know, whatever whatever I sound... Sometimes it could just be one bar loop. Sometimes you got to listen to the song and be like, oh, this can I can merge this with this and chop this and put that on top of that. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of variation. Then once I do that, I just... Uh, I have a bunch of different drums, snare samples, hi-hats, all this different percussion that I can add my own drums and stuff. Is it mostly like trial and error? You know, just drag and drop drums and see? Or do you have an idea based on the melody? You know what? I think this specific sound, you know, this drum pattern that goes well with this melody. Yeah, sometimes, like, sometimes I'll just play the song and I you know, play around with the drums and just be like, no, nah, that doesn't sound good. Let me get a new kick sample or a snare sample. And then something just clicks and I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And then, uh, yeah, other times it's just trial and error. Like sometimes you can even sample drum loops from other vinyls. So you can hear, uh, sometimes it'll just be a section of the vinyl that has just drums and you oh, can, really? yeah, you can pitch it up and speed it up. So it's the same tempo as the, the sample you take and you have, a new drums yeah wow it's interesting and, and before we keep going because i've always wanted to google this but i haven't just because i love music but i've never googled uh, you know what is what is snare do you know what snare is in there i do not know what snare is. you don't know what a snare is i know i know like eminem said it once like check my snare, snare? Like i a, just don't know what it is like a lie okay you don't know you know <laughs> you know what the drum is yeah i know what a drum there's is. a kick the snare is when you hit the the snare. That's a snare. Oh, the, the, the white, the white, the white drum. Oh, like the cymbals. Oh, oh, <laughs> the <laughs> You know, yeah, no, the snare. That's okay. the little round thing. That's you know, boom, boom, clap. Oh. And and this equipment that you have now, including, you don't have an actual drum set, right? No. Would you, um, you know, the setup you have. Is this something like because the lo-fi, you know, is is you know not needing so much equipment and all that good stuff? Are you happy with your setup? You like that, you, or or is there something you're still wanting to purchase to improve your setup to make it easier for you? Or do you like you know when eight when the eighties when this was coming up, how they used whatever they had, whatever equipment they had? Is that something you like you resonate with that you want to keep? You know, as as humble as you not humble, as as simple as you can, or do you want to keep upgrading your equipment? Um, yeah, I might I might in the future like I definitely need something better than this laptop because I'm running out of USB ports. <laughs> like I'm like plugging in this and that, and then the keyboard's broken, so I gotta plug in a keyboard and all that. Oh, so the struggle's real. Yeah, like one thing I've thought about is like um. Uh, a Moog bass, like it's like a keyboard, but it's specifically for bass and stuff. You can, because sometimes you can add a nice bass line to the, uh, 
to the songs you record, but I've tried like with the software and it just doesn't sound right. Like it doesn't sound real. Like they would, uh, like Jay Dillon, New Javis, they would, uh, New Javis, they would sample actual bass lines, like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. and they would just record that and use that or use a Moog bass, which is like a thing. And, and, uh, they would add that to the song. It's, it's, it's just a more real sound. Nice, nice. I love it. And when you, when you create, like, for example, again, when we look up on Spotify, lo-fi, why do you p- think people love this type of music so much? What about it do you think is attractive? Because, again, for the most part, again, unless it's like a lo-fi hip-hop that my people like my rap over, for the most part, there's not a lot of singing. Sometimes I'll have some sound effects, some, some vocals, but it's not really... The focus isn't really the singing usually, right? Am I wrong with that? Yeah, that? it's not really, yeah. It's, why do you think people like like this type of music so much? I think it's because it's warm. Like it it kind of touches like touches you. What words can't say, like it 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 puts it into different emotions. Cause some lo-fi songs are like really touching, you know? Like some of the sad ones, you go to YouTube playlists, sad lo-fi songs or something, and they're like, you know, they it's just like rain. It's like rain <laughs> yeah. and beats. Yeah, you know, it just man, and I, I made one that sounded like that. And I was like, it just it's just for they fit different moods, you know. You can make an upbeat one, you can make a sad one, and but yeah. I like it, man. I mean, I agree with you. I think personally the I I love lo-fi. Like when Lenin and I got married, uh, I was playing that a lot at home. Just in general, like it relaxes me, calms my nerves down after work. Um, so I agree with what you're saying. And there's so many genres, like you're mentioning, right? Of you know, sad, happy, yeah. all this. I've heard like study, studying yeah. uh, lo-fi. Um, do you ever approach when you're creating creating like music these beats? Do you usually create after you get a vinyl record or do you go in mind, you know, I want a sadder tone of a song today. So, you know, how do you go about choosing? I just go strictly off the vinyl. Like I listen Mm. to the sounds and be like, okay, this definitely sounds like it's going in the direction of sad (laughs) or, you know, something that's like upbeat, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And again, because you're working with this in this industry of, you know, and learning through it, um, you've experienced, you know, now, especially during this pandemic, I feel like there's an increased number of people, you know, creating things and that's all, I'm all for that. That's amazing. But do you think now, and this is, might, might be controversial. Do you think lo-fi is overrated, underrated, or well-rated? I think it depends on the time. Like lo-fi now is like, I would say almost overrated. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's, In what it's, sense? A lot of people play it. I don't know. It's maybe the appreciation that people have or don't have for it. Like people listen to the songs. Oh, there's a nice beat. But to me, it's not oh, just like, it. to me, it's not just a beat. Like I hear this. I like the getting to know who's who what was sampled mm-hmm. you know how did they turn it into this song uh you know things like that and also now it's like everything's so new you can just it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of hard work back when they used to do it where they would have to like scroll through and find the sounds and and change it up and and really have to have an ear for it it was like a you know an art back then but so now I, I feel like maybe it's a little overrated, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. I may, maybe not overrated, but maybe overplayed. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a. I'm I'm a little shook that you respond that way, but I respect <laughs> it. No, because I agree with you. I think that what you appreciate of this type of music is not what the everyday person appreciates of this type of music, right? They they like what they feel, but. You know, it's almost like a vine. They see it for six seconds, that's it. They go to the next vine, essentially, right? Yeah. So for these songs, you see the work that's behind it. So you respect that work and you appreciate that work for most, but most people don't see any of that, right? And and that can be kind of uh, daunting or even sad. So how would you, what would you recommend someone who maybe is getting into this to appreciate it more like you? Like, what what would you tell them? Um. I would tell them to start widening out your music preferences. Like, because if you like listen to a lot of 
songs that examples that sample other songs you notice that it's not just one genre that they're picking but it's like a bunch of it could be some weird song that i've never heard from africa or something or it could be a jazz song it could be a soul song r&b and you start to like get different you know melodies in your mind like learning different sounds and it just i think it builds your taste in music in a better way yeah very nice and what would you say to someone who wants to start making these beats like you? Like, do they need specific equipment or like, can they start off with like almost nothing? You can start off with almost nothing. Like FL Studio uh, is free. It's, it has a, it's a free trial. You don't, you can save your songs if you have the free version, but you can't like work on them once you save them. Like they're just, it's done. Okay. Yeah. So uh but like you can download that software. It's got a thing where you can basically do the same thing. This uh, Akai MPK Mini, uh, it's basically it's called a it's a MIDI controller, and it just makes it easier. It doesn't make any music or anything. It's just basically a controller for what's on your computer. So it makes it easier okay. to like hit the pads. These are touch sensitive, so like. You hit it hard, the oh, note wow. will be louder. You hit it soft, it will be softer. That's pretty cool. So, but it's not necessarily like you don't need it. You do it. Yeah, to you make don't. It you don't need it. You. It makes it easier, but you don't really need it. You can just start with your, you know, keyboard and your computer. Wow. And 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 with that in mind, what resources have you used to learn more about this type of music? Um, is there any books, podcasts, like something that you've, you know? Uh, consume to better equip yourself to keep broadening your horizon and learning and to be able to expand on this youtube <laughs> tutorials man, man, yeah I would, that's amazing just before you keep going this is amazing because every person we've talked to youtube is like the first one they say <laughs> yeah so like i honestly think give it 10 years and school is going to change. Like, this is crazy. It's going to be YouTube school. I think, I think Amazon That's school crazy. or something because... I think so. Because, uh, like, it's just crazy. Like, you can literally learn anything on the web. And that's amazing. It's just such so but I mean, you got to do it, right? Yeah. One thing is... structure to it. It can't just be like, let me Google how to do math, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, there has to be could. some kind of a structure. And that's true. But. And there's still things I'm learning. Like, there's so many things on here i haven't even messed with like the software it looks so, intense yeah it's it's intense right <laughs> i have to like look at the question marks like what is this doing <laughs> yeah i'm always learning like i'm i'm by no means like a master good at it but it's something i i really enjoy doing and like try to get better at nice so youtube is number one is there anything else any like uh places you get samples from or any you know no. i don't know beats because i i just Look, look, listening to interviews too of people who worked with these like artists, and it just shows their style. Like they got to be there with them when they were making it, and they they have a certain style. Um, I think there's even a college paper done on Jay Dilla's drum sequencing, which is it's like eighty pages long. Like there's a whole Dang. study on it. It's weird, but apparently that he created you know he created some sort of way, and so. I, I want to read it. I just haven't. It's really detailed. It sounds so boring when I'm reading it, but I'm like, I imagine if I read it, I could learn something from it. You know? Wow. Yeah. Dang. So, for example, when I was uh, when I worked at a radio station when I was in high school, um, we used uh, Hipstrumentals. Have you ever heard of that? Uh. Uh-uh. So Hipstrumentals is um, again. I don't know. You know, I don't know what that website is now, but at, back then, like 2014, it was essentially instrumentals people would make. And they would use it to like, you know, their SoundCloud rap artists, people, right? And I would take the instrumentals to make my PSAs or stagers or whatever I needed to create for the radio station. Anyway, so I was just curious if there's like a website you use for, you know, specific, because again, you don't have a full, you know, uh, set of guitar, bass and all these other, you know, uh, instruments. Oh, Is there yeah. something you use to take those instruments out? Yeah, just... Like the, the how they originally did it, they always had a sample of the vinyls. Like that's it. Yeah, they would have to find what kicks they liked. They heard it in a song, sample out that. Now you can like download it 
off file sharing websites like these different drum kits and Mm. they're already like sampled and it's a lot easier like (laughs) instead of compiling your own list but Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't remember the website's names but you can like find it pretty much anywhere on a file sharing website wow nice so anyone out there there you go it's as simply as googling it (laughs) yeah as simple as that and now, because again, lo-fi, when it was coming up, it was essentially battling hi-fi, right? Battling people with more equipment and all yeah. that. It was almost like a rebellion. Like, I don't need all that to create something, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful or something I love, my passion I want to share. Do you think, <clears throat> excuse me, do you think that lo-fi will soon also, um, what's the word, like... Um, like expand into something new, something different? And how do you see that? Like, what is the future of lo-fi in your head? Sadly, I think it's going to stay the same, like kind of like something you're listening to, to study or, you know, listen to, to relax maybe, or just get your mind in a different place. I don't think I could see it ever like going, like people singing to it mainstream and getting real popular but it doesn't bother me. I think that's every, every music has its own little place, you know, yeah. every type of sound has its place. And how, how big of a following do you think lo-fi has like in, in the grand scheme of things? Like, for example, someone creating these beats, how, how would one even like, is this sheer passion? I enjoy making them is, or is there, you know, profit margins, is there somewhere you can actually make money? How would you even go about that? You know, do you have any idea of any of that? I have no idea. Profit margins? I think, I'm not sure, actually. I'm just, yeah. I'm just asking away. I mean, the biggest tool I can think of is just social media, right? Just putting it out there. Because I've also noticed, um, you know, maybe you know more about it than I do, but um, I've noticed like, like on Spotify, people make playlists mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and, you know, I'll see ads on my Instagram about follow this playlist. So in my head, man, I'm wrong. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone text us to our number in the show notes if I'm wrong. But in my head, it seems like, you know, if they're wanting a following for these playlists, it must mean someone's making money. Like, why would someone pay an ad for you to follow this playlist if they're not making money out of it? So is it possible that you just make music for yourself, put it on a playlist, share it and then people follow it and then somehow get paid. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like, I think too, like people like recognition maybe, or like that other people share their interests. I think it'd be cool. Like to make a playlist and, you know, know that people are listening to what I make and stuff, but even like application too. like, I was thinking maybe you, you listen, you watch a lot of YouTube videos and most of the time there's maybe a lo-fi song in the background. You can't just always put like a put like a some blaring song in the background with words because it just they don't you can't hear whatever person Mm -hmm. speaking. But you hear a little lo-fi song in the background, you know, watching a tutorial or something. And yeah, so maybe that's an application. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about putting your like beats on YouTube? Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm a little bit. Maybe don't like attention, but. I don't know. The more I share some with my friends or something, because I listen, sometimes it'll just be by myself. I'm like, Oh man, I like this. I got to share this with somebody. And, uh, and then more I do that. I like, you know, maybe I could make a playlist like of something, some songs that I made and share it just for others to enjoy. Yeah. Well, I will say just do it, Jonathan, do it. (laughs) We fully support anybody chasing their passions and what do you got to lose? You literally nothing. You got nothing to lose. I guess. I Just share it. So. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, do it because you like, I mean, again, if you're ahead, I'm doing this. And I tell you something all the time because when we're starting this podcast, we also had to worry, you know, like this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I had a worry of, you know, how can this be seen? Like, you know, but I enjoy just talking to people and learning and I want to share it because maybe other people can enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Again, worst case, uh, again, my, in my head, the worst case, you create a memoir for yourself. So when you're like 40, 50, 60 years old, like, oh man, I did that once. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
And then best case, you know, maybe make some ads and make some like side money out of it. And if you don't, it's whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, you're sharing it because you love it. That's yeah. all that matters. So man, we fully support and the interview podcast fully supports you, Jonathan. I think you can I feel it. And, uh, <laughs> whatever that is, I mean, you would have to research how uh, exactly that would work, but um <laughs> maybe you can make us our little cause we we uh what would you what did we use for our intro um our intro song for uh the podcast? I have no idea. But you I, should make us one. I think That'd we awesome. I think we use epidemic sound, which is like a trial, like a subscription service. You probably heard of it. Um, you pay like, I think like 10 or 15 bucks a month and you can just use your music. Oh. Um, it's like royalty free music. I mean, it's not royalty free cause you're paying for it. Right. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I used, I think I had like a month's trial and I just <laughs> downloaded a bunch of songs. Once your trial is over, you can use the songs you downloaded, but that's it. That's it. But anyway, but maybe it'd be cool. I have an original song made from someone who was part of the show. That'd be pretty sick. I mean, we're not pressuring you to do this, but <laughs> we're not, you, we're not. Uh, but maybe, maybe when to. I get better, like I still got some practice. Okay. I get it. So and where do you see yourself? Do you do this like just like on a again? I'm trying to think of like the average person who wants to learn more about this and 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 maybe push themselves to do it. How do you find time to even uh, do this? Because in our first episode with Lynette, she kind of just squeezed it somehow. But do you schedule it out? How do you work it? No, I don't schedule <laughs> it. Yeah, I wish you know, like it's just the way time goes. You know, sometimes I'll be getting home and I have nothing to do, so I'm like. I've done everything I need to do, no plans. And so I'll just like, all right, let me listen to some of this music and maybe I something will spark my creativity and do yeah. something. Nice. Do you ever get inspired by something and start creating like how or and how is that? How do you how do you get inspired? Man, listening to just other people's lo-fi songs like Nujabes, uh like man, if you ever listen to some of his songs, they're just so like I don't uplifting. I don't know. You just hearing his, a lot of his songs have flutes and you know strings, and it's got a very like positive sound. And I'm like, man, how did he create that? Like, I want to like make something like that. And so it makes me want to like start searching for samples and sounds that nobody's heard. Or it, it, it just listening to that type of music it helps me like motivates me. That's so cool, like man. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I agree. I sometimes taking into that content, seeing how people are doing it, mm -hmm. it pushes you to keep pushing yourself as well. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, um, when you work on these things, these different music productions, when do you stop editing and when do you know this is done? Well, um, Sorry. I use like two different software i use mpc beats to like program it and like where i want the chops and everything but then equalizing it like i put in fl studio so like once i think i get a pattern that i like i put into fl studio and like mess with the mess with the eq a little bit maybe i soften the highs maybe it makes a different sound emphasize the bass maybe lower the bass and i kind of mess with that sometimes you don't need to mess with it at all like Mm -hmm. As soon as you just save it right away, sometimes it takes me like 15 minutes. Sometimes I'm like, listen, I'm like, I know there's a sound in here, but I just can't like put my finger on it. And it could be like a couple of days later, I play it again. I'm like, okay, I, I know how this should go. You know? Wow. Yeah, it's like you find the missing link and like it's finished. You yeah. One person like put it this way. Like you're like taking a puzzle and cutting out your own pieces and making a whole new puzzle. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a cool like way that. to it, It's It's like, it, there's kind of like a science and art to it. And just, you got to have an eye for it. And sometimes, like, I don't have the eye for it. But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes, like, I, you know, some just clicks. Right. And you, you, you know it sounds right. And do you ever go, and again, this is just, I'm asking this because, like, in our work of photography, like I'll go back to my old stuff again in the moment. I'm like, yeah, this was amazing. And I go back. I'm like, oof, that was trash. Like I could have done better and I'll re-edit the picture and it looks better or I'll edit it to the way I like now. Do you ever go to your old productions and you like rework them? Like, or how do you do that? Yes. There's one I'm thinking about right now. I haven't reworked it, but I do want to rework it because I've gotten better. Like I, it's got this nice little, like, I think it was some, uh, uh, Brazilian 
sound, uh, I forgot what samba or I think samba is. is. What's samba? Is that Spain? I think Spain is samba. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's it was cultural cool sound. Yeah, it was this cool sound, and I was like trying to do the drum thing where you turn off quantization, but my drums were way off beat. And when I listened to it, I'm like, okay, kind of sounds good in some places, but some they're just like way too off beat. <laughs> and I I just saved it as is because I didn't want to mess with it anymore. But I'm listening to it now. I'm like, okay, I can make the drums a little bit better. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I'll work on it. That's cool, man. I I just think think how we keep growing. I mean, you look back, you're like, man, this, this even though you know I'm proud of it at that moment, you know, I can get better. And yeah. that's pretty cool. So yeah, man, that's that's amazing how you've uh, you've grown to in a, what is a year and a half. You've you've gone from you know in the beginning, you said you were 13. You you start you were kind of into it, but you re found the passion through the COVID pandemic. Um. What advice do you have those who are listening to us right now who might have a curiosity to look into this? What would you tell them to to do next? I think after listening to this podcast, like go listen, go to YouTube and listen to playlists of songs you've never like of old songs from maybe eighties, seventies songs you've never heard of, different genres. Mm-hmm. Even better, like get get go to a record store. Because when you go to a record store, like, you kind of, like, see it mm-hmm. all in front of you. You see these different artists and be like, oh, this is a different genre. This, some of the art covers look really cool, the album covers. And, like, it just, it catches your eye. And you you never know. It could be, like, a gem waiting to be discovered. Yeah. yeah I like it. I like so it. Powerful. And uh, before we conclude our next little segment, here we go. We got Express Yourself segment. And... Uh, we have uh again for those who are just listening to the audio format check us out on uh, youtube or our instagram but um jonathan has his whole setup here we have uh what was this keyboard thing called again this is a akai mpk mini a Kai MPK Mini, which is like a piano thingy with some like little p- pads on top. I can I'm describe describing it like an average Joel would say it. <laughs> um, and then we have his little com- his computer with the software set up. And then we went to a record store this this afternoon, and we got two records. Right? What are the two records we got? Let me see. Let's show it to the camera here in front uh, of us. This one's Bill Evans. Nice. We got Bill. He's a good jazz artist. And Eddie Gomez, Intuition. Nice. So that was the f- first uh, album. And this one's Dos Malo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one's the... I'm guessing Dos is the band name, right? I or think... Malo is the band name. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I, See, I had to do some research on this, on these... Because I like to look up sometimes about who these people are and what, yeah. what type of music they make. Okay, so we're going to... De- depending on how, how how lengthy this is, before we started the show, he was actually ma- mixing some stuff already. Were you doing? Was that was that an old project or is this part of it? This this was this song right here. This uh, from Bill Evans. Oh, sweet. yeah. Uh, I think it was the song. Are you all the things? Okay. Yeah. So you, again, describe what you did, and what we'll do is. And we'll see if it works. Uh, I know that you have your headphones yeah. there. I'm going to put the headphones on literally the speaker and hope for the best. Do you have like a Bluetooth speaker? I do have a Bluetooth yeah. speaker. Because I was also thinking what we could do is we'll do it this way. And then afterwards, send me the audio file okay. and I'll actually just drag and drop oh, okay. it into yeah, yeah. The, the thing. So All for right. now, just for us to listen to it, we'll, we'll play it uh, this like very... Very lo-fi ask, bro. If anything, this is legit what lo-fi is about. Is making it work yeah. with what we got. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, like, you don't even have a direction you're going. You just listen. And you're like, okay, this is what it's got to be. You know. Okay, so we're excited right now. So we're gonna get into Jonathan, Jonathan's mind. Uh, those uh, who are listening to us, please send us a text of what you think Jonathan's lo-fi artist name should be. Lynette had a cool idea. What was the one you were saying earlier? DJ Dunn. DJ Dunn. Look at that. D-U-N or D-O-N-E? Uh, 
like d-u-n like dunaway dunaway dj dun i like it if you guys have better send us texts and we'll send them over to him maybe we'll we'll create his uh spotify players for him because maybe he needs a little push from uh, the interview podcast crowd (laughs) (laughs) so let's see uh how this he's gonna what are you doing right now yeah right right now like this since i already kind of listened to this like i was when we were setting up i was just listening this is literally the first song Okay. on the on the track i was listening to it for a little bit and towards the end like there was a little like right there there was a little maybe i can put it up once it gets there so explain explain a little bit what you did and then how it works and then afterwards we'll play it yeah so I heard that and I was like, you know, that kind of sounds cool. Uh, and what I do here is like I record it and I could just do it right now. It won't record it over. And like, so cool. Once I'm finished recording, I keep it. And that's the, re- the recording oh, wow. there. That's nice. so cool. Yeah. So, so for those, again, a spot of you know, people who are just listening to us, what he did was he has the, his vinyl record um, connected to his computer he has a software that once he's playing a specific section he likes, he hits record and essentially passes the actual audio from the vinyl to the software so you can edit it. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Nice. Yeah. And then once I go here, I go to the samples I uploaded, like this one. And uh, this was the one I did earlier. And I already have one. So what I did was here in the trim, like I can pitch it down. And when I pitch it down, it slows down. I can also pitch it up, you know, whatever I think sounds good. And when I got those keys, I pitched it down. Something like that. You know, so slow it down. You can tell here I can, this was the original pitch right here so it's a lot faster than when i pitch it down tune it down to three you know it slows it down gets gets a little groovier then so basically that was it i looped that uh i created a new program where if there was more if i decided i wanted to chop more to it i could you know you know, add whatever. Those are those are drums and stuff I already had uploaded. But uh, so then I go over here to uh, whatever the sequencing I wanted, and then I have the new sample right here, and I just have it on loop. If I just single it out, you can just add drums. Yeah. So that kind of loops, and then I go over here, and then I have my drums. I have a little, you know, I love it. you know, whatever. And I have a bunch of samples here and sometimes it takes a while to figure out what kicks and snares kind of sound good. But this was just like, since it was so on the fly. No, you're good. You're good. What it. I like it. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I love this it. one. Yeah, this one has a different vibe to it. It's like a little quirky, you know. It, like it, it gives me like a cruising down the city vibe. Yeah, yeah like a late night, late night, yeah. two a.m. We're just like, <laughs> yeah, vibing. like we're about to go on an adventure. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love how music it transports you to somewhere else. So yeah. those who are listening to, I'll put a clip of this after this moment here. You, you just listened to the clip there and uh, without a doubt you enjoyed it like we did help us name that track and we'll help uh, we'll send that send that to jonathan so text us again i'm just going to keep reading that text us to see uh to, to to help jonathan out um thank you for that thank you for expressing yourself jonathan we yeah. appreciate it thank you for being on our show episode number seven it's crazy how fast this is growing 
Uh, I felt like uh, forever ago where I was like thinking about producing, making this, and now we're on episode seven and keep working it. So before we conclude, again, we didn't mention you, so we mentioned this to you before the you know, started the show. But we have our uh, what was our last section called? Pay, 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 pay it forward. The section is uh, we ask those who are you know part of the show today to uh, if there's someone you think would be good for the show you think would be awesome to have on the show we can talk about their passion let us know we can shout them shout shout them out today here on the show and maybe because of that shout out they'll be willing to be part of the show and who 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 do you do you have anybody in mind that you think would be good for this yes actually i was just um (laughs) i was just thinking about it uh jordan michael that's his real name, Michael. Not Michael Jordan. His name is Jordan Michael. I love it. He's like, like alternate universe, Mike. <laughs> the alternate universe. No, he lives, I think, somewhere near Socrates around here. You know, but he does art, like a really cool graphic design art of like faces. It's oh, wow. it's, it's kind of interesting. Like I don't even know exactly what it is, but. Every time he posts his artwork, it looks really cool. And he's gotten better. Like, he's getting really into it, him and his wife. They have an Instagram page, and they're selling their, They're trying to start selling their artwork, I think. I was telling him, he was like, oh, yeah, I think I'd be interested. In hey, there you go. Sweet. So, Jordan Michael, yeah. shout out to you. Jordan, uh, Jonathan just shouted you out. Maybe his nickname can- is Big Fella. He's, Big Fella. Yeah, he's, uh, he's really tall. I like yeah. it. We'll have him uh, on our show. Hopefully he's willing, he's up to it, and we can talk about his passion of potentially graphic design. We'll figure that out when we interview him exactly. So thank you again, Jonathan. Hopefully you had some fun talking about your passion, those who are listening in today. Hopefully you uh, saw that sometimes there's things in the past you once loved or once tried, and all it takes is uh, dusting off that old book off the shelf, so to speak, and maybe you uh, can... uh, milk it again and you 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 find out that you truly are passionate for it and you enjoy it and enjoy that pastime so so from the cornwall studios of our apartment soon to be somewhere else soon to be somewhere else we're actually moving on the move so we're we're, we're we'll be in a new studio soon but uh, thank you all for tuning in to the interview podcast once again catch y'all out in the next flippity flip <laughs> there you go. anyway peace out uh any last words jonathan no nah, thank you for having me you guys are great and yeah i love more people need to listen to your podcast appreciate it brother thank you guys for uh tuning in for us and we'll check you guys out later peace thank you for tuning in we truly do appreciate it this episode was sponsored by us please check out our website huelvalenzuela.com where you can find prints the latest podcast episodes stickers whatever you like go check it out we truly do appreciate it thank you see you again soon